When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're nearly two weeks away before the launch of Windows 11, and Microsoft just held its annual Surface event where the company announced several new hardware products, including a completely new take on the Surface Book, along with its second attempt at a foldable smartphone with the Surface Duo 2. I'm Jason Cipriani, along with co-host Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're talking all things Microsoft. All right, Perlow, before we dive into the hardware announcements, because there's plenty of them and there's a lot Mm. to talk about there, I want to say one thing, and that is that I, I genuinely and truly look forward to Microsoft events for one reason and one reason only, and that's Panos Panay and just his presentation skills. And now I know some of the... Uh, entertainment and energy and passion that he has gets lost in these scripted virtual demos that he's been doing, you know, during the pandemic. But even today when they attempted to go off script where he walked off stage and had the cameras follow him and all of that, there's just something about watching him present these products that Microsoft and thousands of people have been working on that is just, man, it's entertaining and I absolutely love it. He's, He's like... He's like the Steve Jobs of Microsoft in the the way he presents new products, man. It's it's so much fun to watch. That's why they promoted him. That's why he's reporting directly to as as advisor to uh, Satya now. Yeah, it's uh, he deserves it a hundred percent. If you've never watched, to our listeners, if you've never watched uh, Panos Panay present anything, go back and watch one of the Microsoft events. In fact, go back a couple years to the Surface events when he actually has a live audience and just just watch it. it it's it's truly entertaining. All right, enough about that. Good job, Panos. You did a great job again today, even though it was scripted. Where do you want to start with all the hardware stuff, Jason? It is a mixed bag, Jason, of hardware. You know, there's some things I, I said, ooh, and then some things I'm like, why did you do that? You know, it was so so it was we should probably start, I think, with with let's start with with the Surface Pro 8, I think. And let's go down the order in which they showed stuff to, to, okay. to a certain extent. Yeah, cool. I, I was taking notes and made a list while it was going. So that works for me. So Surface Pro 8, biggest redesign since, I think, Surface Pro 2 or 3, somewhere in there. It's been a lot of they, years since it's they, seen they took the uh, I think they took the design aesthetic from the Surface uh, X, Pro right? Pro X, yeah, Surface and, Pro and the Pro, They took the Pro X, but they did it in Intel, you know, with an 11-generation chip. Um, should be worth noting that, you know, the Intel 12th generation chips will not be released till November. So they went with 11 gen parts for this, which is fine. It's a great chip. Um, I think the 11th generation Intel chip is great. Um, Thunderbolt across the board on this guy. Uh, but I, you know, it, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a surface. It's a great, it's the surface pro. It's the, you know, foldable uh, convertible that, you know, if I was in corporate America and I wanted a laptop, that is probably the one that I would want, right? If I was going back to that way of doing things again. Um, never mind the fact that they don't have it in a 15-inch version, but, it, it you know, 13, that has always been the, the surface size, right? They've never really offered it in more than one size. They don't do what Apple does with, in, that, in that case. If you wanted a bigger size, you had to go to Surface Book. 
or this new thing that they have coming out. Um, so size wise, you know, in terms of the, the, the feature sets that they chose with it, I think it's a perfectly, it looks like a great machine. Um, optimized obviously for Windows 11, you know, from the get go. The right. coolest thing about it though, is the new pen. The new pen is the coolest thing across the board that, that they introduced yeah, this year. Yeah, so new Surface Pro 8, like we said, looks like the Pro X. It has slimmer bezels around the display. 13-inch, uh, 120-hertz display, which is a major upgrade yes. to the Pro line in general. Two Thunderbolt 4 ports, which is something Microsoft up until this point has always said it's not needed, it's not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait yeah. a little bit longer. There are zero USB-A ports on the new nope. Surface Pro 8. Um, yeah, it looks great, and that's a perfect segue into the Surface Slim. The Slim Pin 2 is what they're calling it. And this thing, look, I'm intrigued. I have the Slim Pin. I actually have a couple of them. I have the Surface Pro X, uh, the second refresh of the Surface Pro X with the detachable keyboard that has a housing spot that holds the Slim Pin but also recharges it. And I believe, just looking at the pictures during the presentation, it's the same exact keyboard for the Surface Pro 8. And hopefully the yes. new pin fits in there. But more specifically about the pin is there is haptics in the pin that gently vibrate and provide haptic feedback while you're writing or drawing in order to mimic the true experience of writing or drawing yes. on paper, which is something that up until now, I haven't used any sort of stylus that does that. And you know, no. Microsoft and Apple and everyone who does a stylus type product has been on been on a uh, mission in order to figure out how to mimic writing on paper. There's screen protectors you could put on your iPads that provide a little bit of friction so it feels more like paper. But haptics in a pen, I'm very intrigued by this. I'm first of all, I'm I'm curious how intelligent the haptics are and to what extent what the range of haptic feedback it has, right? right? Depending on what you are doing. Like if you're doing pencil illustration versus paint, you know, and versus other things, yeah, what is the difference? How, how, how are you interpolating, interpreting textures when you're playing with them on screen? Um, I am not an artist, so I don't do any drawing, you know, and I'm not really a pen guy. I mean, I have an Apple pencil and I have, you know, the Zag pen for the iPad Pro. My brother's the one that's the artist in the family. He does a lot of paints. He does a lot of drafting artistry. He works in the computer graphics and entertainment industry. He is the perfect customer to use this pen. So I'm curious as to if he ever gets a chance to use one. I'm curious what he thinks about it. Um, but this definitely has the potential. You know, I, I, if you think about what this the Surface Surface Pro eight yeah. um competes with in terms of on the apple side is it competes with both the m1 macbook and the m1 ipad pro at the same time so it's and that's just for the the pro 8 that doesn't include the type cover keyboard which is normally 160 170 bucks no, but this would be your all everything machine, right? I mean, it would be your 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 work machine also, in addition sure. to your your tablet, right? So, I mean, you are technically replacing the devices. Although, in theory, you could say the M1 iPad Pro could be your all everything machine too. I know a lot of people that just use one of those things and go around and, and they do everything with it. You know, if you're a writer type, if you're doing uh, you know illustration, there are certain illustration programs which. You know, work our pro illustration program, which work awesome, but it, it, it's not like you know it, the the full the full suite of stuff on Windows, right? 
is the same. It's not like you're you're moving between platforms. You're not like you're moving between iOS and 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 Mac OS, and you have to right. you have to decide what tools you're going to pick based on the OS. Right. Windows is Windows. Everything is on Windows. All your Windows stuff is on Windows. It's there, right? So from that perspective, you know, I, I'm curious of who's going to jump ship. I mean, there's a lot of professionals that already use Windows, don't use Macs for their work. So I could see them saying, picking one of these things up and, and running with it. Those people that are already on a Mac professional workflow, you know, it's a question is, is oh, wow, I get to use, you know, haptics. I get to have all these other things. Should I consider picking up a you know, a, a, a Surface Pro 8 for this purpose, that, that's where we start think, getting into interesting, you know, variables. Uh, on, on Because if you're already invested in a Mac ecosystem and you're already using their services, you're already using Mac workflow tools, moving to a Windows workflow tool, even if it's the same company, even if it's the same, technically the same software, if you're moving from Adobe Suite to Adobe Suite or whatever, there are still differences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From a I professional mean, point of view. The same, I mean, same thing could be said for living inside the Microsoft ecosystem as well as, you know, uh, 365 becomes more prominent and, and ingrained yep. in, in everyone's life. Uh, it, you know, the same, every company wants to create that same problem where you can't leave because you have so many uh, various fingers, so to speak, in the water and, you know, it's kind of holding you there. In terms of... Yeah, so uh, I, yeah, I totally want to see how the professional tool vendors, you know, the Adobe's of the world and the ZBrushes and all these guys... Work with that with that new with that new pen, right? So yeah. if, if the haptics are, I mean, is is Windows interpreting the haptics, or is there something API going on with this that that the developers are going to have access to, so they can control the the the, the, the finesse of, of of how this thing interacts? I'm I'm very curious as to as to where where the developers end and, and Microsoft begins in the equation. You know, yeah, absolutely. Other, it, yeah. If there's an API, good luck. <laughs> yeah. History tells us, and it doesn't matter what platform, what vendor, what company, history tells us developers are slow to integrate APIs for something like this because there's not a lot of return on the investment for them to you know, put developer hours into it. If it's a quick change or something that Windows 11 handles on its own, great, fantastic. A lot of people are going to use it and love it. But uh, like I said, API, good luck. Uh, other hardware news, the Surface Pro X, which we've already mentioned, did receive a small update today. Very and actually, small. it's not even an update. It's just an added SKU. It still uses the same processor, all the same stuff, but they took LTE out of it. And now there's a Wi-Fi only model. It's a chi- it's a cheaper version, but yep. it's the same chip. It's really it's, it's nothing. No. Yeah, you know, arm, all right. It's, it's ARM based. I like I said, I use the Pro X uh, quite a bit. I would say if I have to do any Windows related writing or work or just randomly want to check up on Windows 11 progress, Pro X is what I grab. Uh, they have a lot of work to do for the ARM based chips and apps still, but it has gotten a lot better over the last 18 months. So Wi-Fi only version that's cheaper. Sounds great to me. Um, next up in the event, which is a product that Perlo, you and I talked a little bit about it in Slack during the event. It's the Surface Go 3. And my notes of the yeah. Surface Go 3 were simple. It's kind of like an iPad mini, but runs Windows, which it'll launch with Windows 11. Yeah. And it's 100% aimed at families and kids. The demonstration showed a dad 
and mom with their kids all sharing the device and having multiple accounts on there on the Surface Go 3 and unlocking the device with Windows Hello and signing into their accounts directly and then all the family settings. So that, I mean, it, it was very clear who this device is for. There was even some cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass on there. It's, what do you think of it? Well, I didn't even see a price point on it. Did they update it today? Did they show how much that thing costs? Um, I'm looking at Mary Jo Foley's news piece about today's event. Uh, she had the information under embargo, and she says $400 minus the keyboard cover and pin, which is normal for them. And $400 has been what the go-to launched at, I believe. So no price <sighs> change there. It's going to come with either an Intel Pentium Gold processor or Intel Core i3 10th gen processor. Um, you know, same 10 and a half inch touch display, 1080p cameras. Yeah, I mean, you know what I got out of this announcement is, are you a Microsoft family or are you an Apple family, right? right? Um, 400 bucks to me, if, especially if you consider that the entry-level iPad is now, what, 328, frequently goes on sale during the holidays for like the high 290s or something, 280s and 290s. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, you got to have... Um, you really have to, uh, you know what it is, when you think about the amount of apps that are available and, you know, all this other stuff, um, you know, uh, I, I think if you're a Microsoft family and you like using Windows products, I mean, that's, I guess that price point isn't bad. Um, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to have to look at the performance. I, I've never thought that the performance on the go was that great to begin with on the, on the predecessor. No. Um, I've you know, I've so it, it's it's hard here. it's it's hard for me to get excited about this box. To be perfectly honest, I mean yeah. it's it's. I re I reviewed the original Surface Go as well as the Surface Go Two. When I did the Go yeah. Two, it was for a gaming website IGN, and I used it as a gaming device. Which Microsoft, <laughs> when I was doing my briefing, they were like, "What? Why are you using this as a gaming device? That's not what it's built for." It's built right. for schoolwork. It's like a Chromebook, iPad replacement, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, but it ended up being, obviously, I'm not playing AAA title games, but I was playing a lot of games that I it could run real smooth and real easy on it. And it ended up being a, a good experience overall that was very portable. Now, fast forward to Windows 11, and they talked a ton about gaming today in the event including when they were announcing the Go 3. So I love to see the company kind of shift in its focus and in, in realizing that people look at, even if it's not a dedicated gaming laptop or well, a desktop, there are games being played on these devices and they need to... They also that. they also launched the Xbox streaming service, which I think is, is, is taking a lot of the, you know, the horsepower requirements away oh, from sure. the client. 100%. So uh, it is interesting. Yes, they flip, but they also put the heavy lifting in the cloud now. Yeah, and, and so, when I reviewed the go-to, that stuff had just started coming out. So that's kind of why we did it. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting little device. Look, if I had a kid who was re remote working from home and they needed a Windows device, the go-to or three or whatever, uh, would be what I'd end up going with. I think it's a solid upgrade all around. No new design, anything like that. It looks the same. Uh, there's nothing crazy there except for the internals and, and you know a slight spec bump. Um, let's see what else was what was next? Oh, they dove into their accessibility products and and one thing I think is important to note from Microsoft compared to Google and Apple specifically is Google and Apple when they announce accessibility products, it's all soft software focused. They added this and that and they did this and that to iOS or or Android or Chrome OS or Mac OS. 
Microsoft has a way of announcing accessibility products that are just hardware. For example, there's the Xbox controller that is built, yep. that has huge buttons. You know, it, it's very easy for those with disabilities to use. And today they announced some new products for accessible, new hardware products for accessibility users that, you know, make it easier for blind users to use a keyboard or, to yep. it, or people with motor impairments to connect chargers or USB cables to a Surface device. And so I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I think it's a great cause for Microsoft and, and it's a win all around, especially for those with disability. And I just wanted to point out that they do a great job at highlighting this stuff. Yep. Before we get to the most fun thing we should talk about for the entire thing, let's get to the the uh, the Surface Studio uh, uh, portable unit. Um, the Surface. What do they call that thing? Surface Surface Book Studio. What what the hell they call it? I, so the, sir, the, I have I confirmed this just a few minutes before we started right. recording. The Surface Book is gone. So the Surface, right, that, Surface Book lineup is being replaced by the Surface Laptop Studio. So Yeah, I, Surface Laptop Studio, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So the Surface Book was the one that had the detachable display yeah. that had discrete graphics or, or in, integrated graphics in it. And then you could dock it into the keyboard that created a laptop that had discrete graphics built into it, usually with some sort of gaming processor or uh, GPU. Uh, gaming grade GPU, but you know, it was it was aimed directly at creatives. The Surface Laptop Studio has a completely new approach. And Perlo, how would you explain the way this thing works? I'm so I, 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 I think this is the sexiest product they had at the entire event. I, and, and let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I would be strongly considering replacing my M1, uh, an M1 Mac that, uh, with one of these. Um, oh. and my, I'm currently using, I, I mean, for total, I would think about it. Um, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to jump on it, but I'm thinking about it. Um, so um, especially at the price point that it's at fully spec'd out, it isn't that bad if you think about it. I thought it was going to be much more expensive, and I, now that I've seen the specs on it, fully decked out, um, I'm, I'm thinking. So the from a design standpoint, it's kind of like they took a Surface Pro 8 with the, with the hinge and kind of... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say kind of like attached it permanently to a keyboard, right? Yeah. So that it's got the hinge. So the screen on the top has the standard surface hinge. So you can kind of angle it and do that hinge effect, but it's also attached to that key, a permanent key, you know, keyboard, which you can flip back also. So it's, it is, it's kind of, they, they synthesize the Surface Pro 8 and the Surface Book into one product. Essentially, yeah. for for design professionals, and it's it. You look at the hinge design. You like it, it, it. Obviously, they had to put a ton of engineering into what they did, right? So it's it's freaking cool looking for sure. And if you were a, a, a design professional, I mean, in terms of the hardware that's in this thing, is it looks pretty unbelievable. I mean, and my brother's gonna want one of these in two seconds. I can tell you that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. To me, it's a mix of the Surface Pro 8's kickstand, where the yeah. edge of the kickstand that comes out and normally meets your table, instead of meeting there, it meets the keyboard slash trackpad of the Surface Laptop Studio. But it, the way the display folds out reminds yeah. me of the iPad Pro's Magic Keyboard, whereas yeah. the top of it, top of the keyboard is still attached to the back of the device, uh, the top of the case, I should say. And there's there's some space there, so you can you can use this thing like you would a normal laptop. You can 
fold it, fold the display flat on top of the keyboard. So it's more yeah. of a tablet and there's a lot of different aspects and ways you can use this. And I think it's, I just looked at the price because Microsoft has finally updated the surface section of the website. Maxed out is $3,100, which is That's not, not bad. bad. No, I Surface thought this thing was good. Was I, thought, more. I thought it was gonna be like five grand maxed out. Yeah, you know, and, and there's a slot that magnetically charges the new slim pin too, because yeah. so the base of the laptop doesn't have normal rubber feet like all laptops nowadays mm -mm. have. There is like a ledge that goes around it that looks about as thick as the um, Surface Pin 2, and it magnetically attaches right underneath the trackpad where it then charges, which is just, th this thing looks insane. And honestly, one, one thing I wish would happen for Apple, and, and I have to commend Microsoft for doing this, is they take chances and they don't sit there and do stuff in the no, lab and then talk they do risky stuff it. they do new and unique things and they release it and then they iterate on it and man the, you know i didn't always follow microsoft hardware because it wasn't exciting no. it wasn't interesting and no. it wasn't new but over the last three or four years i love microsoft events because we see stuff like this laptop studio which you know like we said isn't that expensive as far as a maxed out version, as far Could as you imagine one of these things with an M1 processor, Mac OS and touch? Oh my God, you know, yeah. Mac, Apple people would lose their minds. They would Absolutely. lose their minds. Absolutely. So you have an 11th gen Intel Core, obviously. You can get a NVIDIA RTX GPU in it. I think yeah. I saw a 3550 It's a powerhouse. Ti, two Thunderbolt 4 ports. You still have your, uh, man, 120, refresh, uh, 120 hertz refresh rate. Yeah, 14, yeah, yeah. 0.4 inch display this thing it starts at 1600 which that's less than i paid for my ipad pro yep <laughs> like that's yep. just that they yep. knocked it out of the park with this laptop studio as long uh, as I, yeah usability is there i i i'm kind of questioning my religion right now with, with all the <laughs> apple stuff looking at that thing i'm like hmm yeah, so I could for, just switch to one of those, couldn't I? Um, I'm like, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it, and I've been testing, you know, Windows 11 over the last several months. Yeah, you know, and it, uh, it, it's nice. Um, there's, there's some quirks to get used to, but I think overall, people are gonna love it. I, I think so too. Um, yeah, if you are a creative content professional, if you're someone who like lives in, you know. The, the Adobe suite, if you live in, you know, some of these digital video editing suites and stuff, um, assuming you're not using Apple's tool sets, right? You're, use, you're using a competitive tool set. Yeah. Um, this thing is pretty darn un, impressive. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, you can get 32 gig of RAM with two terabytes of SSD on it with this a fully maxed out, clocked out 11th generation Intel Core. Uh, you know, you, you, would, you would tear up everything that, I mean, if you're a coder, like they showed uh, Hanselm in there, you know, who is like, you know, their 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 uh, their their poster boy for cool coder on Twitter. You know, he's he's got a gazillion followers. Yeah, he's um, guy. He's Dev Relations, and he, you know, I could see if you're someone who's working on on several screens worth of, of code and just having to compile stuff all the time that this thing would just tear tear up code like like a monster. I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, yeah. So $1,600 gets you a Core i5, 16 gigs of RAM, 256 gig SSD for 1600 bucks with this crazy fold-out display, which, like I said, looks looks awesome. As long as the usability is there, this thing's going to be a hit. I, I got a friend I, who's an architect who's going to want to buy one like tomorrow. I mean, yeah. you know, 
Awesome. So there's one more thing they announced today that we yep. need to cover, and that is the second attempt at the Duo 2. So this is their Android-powered smartphone that runs their own oh. version, you know, their own skin of Android on top of it. And it folds in half, just like the Galaxy Z Fold 3 does, but instead of being one display that folds, there are two individual displays uh, that... You know, you have a line in the middle of it. There is an obvious gap. No matter what you're doing or which app you're using, the displays are not one, you know, display that goes together. And, you know, I think there's there's a lot of good upgrades here. 5G, it runs Qualcomm mm-hmm. Snapdragon 888 5G processor, mm-hmm. has a triple lens rear camera, which the camera on the original Duo was absolutely mm-hmm. miserable. It was mm-hmm. like going back 20 years in smartphone cameras, 15 years, whatever. So there's two displays that open up when they're fully open. It's an 8.3 inch display, which also happens to be the same size as the iPad mini that Indeed. launches on Friday. Uh, and I don't know, Perlo, what do you think about this thing? I, I know you have thoughts. So I, I, I got to give it to Microsoft for being persistent with their efforts to perfect things. But I, I thought for sure they were going to throw in the towel after this last one utterly just tanked. I mean, I mean, you can buy the current mo- the, the previous model for like, I don't know. I think they're practically giving them away. You know, now I thought for as low as like four hundred dollars, you know, yeah. um, and, 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 and so this thing starts out at fifteen hundred bucks. Um, you know, so what's, what's the price point on the Samsung fold is what 1700 and change. You can get it better, a little bit 18, better with promotions. It's 1800. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so uh, the, the Samsung is thinner. The Samsung, uh, has no gap in the middle. Now, arguably you could say that maybe this may be a more of a workhorse. It might be better for field use because it might be more tolerant to constant folding and unfolding. And maybe it's more mechanically sound. We don't know anything about meantime between failure on the uh, the Samsung screen. I have to assume that Samsung, you know, after going through multiple iterations of this technology, they've gotten this to a point where it's more reliable. We haven't seen any early major early failure reports on the Samsung yet. Right. Um, but... That being said, for the price of the minimal price difference, if you're the type of customer that wants one of these things, you're going to spend the extra 300 bucks in the Samsung. They get the thinner, they get the seamless. Um, you know, and and I mean, I mean Samsung's cameras are excellent. Samsung's uh, is using the same Qualcomm stack as Microsoft is. So you really have to be in love with Microsoft to get one of these, as opposed to a Samsung. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, so. I think it's a little. It may be priced too high for 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 what you want. Plus, if you look at the 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 mini, I I mean I looked at one that I would buy myself with a five G one, you know, uh, with the uh, with the one twenty eight, and um, it was like under seven. It was under under eight hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. six fifty something something around there. Yeah. Um, so so I mean, it, price being no object, it I I would go with the Samsung. Price being an object, I'd probably go with with, with, with an iPad just for, because of, 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 of applications and, and things like that and performance sure. and all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so I bought the original Duo. And keeping in mind that the Microsoft had a 60-day return policy on the Duo, uh, yeah. 
I returned it after like 28 days, something like that. I didn't even keep it the full 60 because the software was horrible. Yeah. Apps would not rotate. The dock, there was issues with the dock. It just was not a fun experience at all and not what Microsoft had promised. And supposedly after I returned it and throughout the rest of the year, they released updates and they fixed a lot of those issues. But I think the biggest question remains for the Duo 2, which, like we've said, is $1,500 starting price point, is have they fixed the software? Because you can put whatever hardware you want inside this thing, but if you haven't fixed the software, yeah. it does you no good. And so that experience needs to be solid this time and not something that is, well, we're still working on it and it's early days and, you know, the the... the roundabout talk that they gave last year when issues came up in the initial reviews. Um, I wrote about it. I think Matt Miller wrote about it. Mary Jo wrote about it all on ZDNet um, in all the issues we had. There is one hardware feature, though, that I thought was really interesting. And let me double check what the name of this is. It's Glance Edge, I believe, is what it's called. Oh, the notifications and on the edge of the thing. Um. So it looks like when the Duo 2 is folded closed, that you could, where the hinge is on the side where the hinge is, uh, it looks like there's a second display there where you can view notifications and such. But it turns out that's not the case. There's actually the, dis the two displays are curved enough that they can light up just the sides of those displays that are visible. When oh, you that prismatic effect where it, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. And that's what lights up to let you know if you have notifications. If there's a phone call incoming, you could change the battery level, check the time, do all of that. So I, I think that part looks really cool. But back to like what we were saying, if you didn't fix the software, all of this new hardware doesn't really matter, you know. And and that's just what it really boils down to. So until we get these in our hands and start testing them, which I hope happens this time, um, sooner than later, you know, we're not really going to know how big of an upgrade the Duo 2 is. And hopefully, for those who have stuck it out with the Duo, the software changes make their way down to their device as well. Yep. Yep. I mean, look, it's a lot of hardware they came out with at this event. I got to say, they launched a lot of stuff. Um, I, I think, I think you know, that, that pen, I really want to see how that works in the field, what professionals really say about it, because that could make a big difference Um you know, as far as whether people choose a Windows box or a Mac machine uh, or an iPad uh, for doing this type of, of artistic work. Um, uh, the, the feedback about that is, is going to be very important. Is it a gimmick or is it actually meaningful in, in terms of what it does? That's 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 what I want to see. Absolutely. To me. Perlo, do you have any other closing thoughts besides the slim pin too? No, I, you know, the, I, I think they came up with a solid line. Um, it's interesting, you know, what they did with, uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the Pro 8 is a, is, a, is a nice revision to the machine. I think they did some really good, solid industrial design decisions with it. I think it'll be a great workhorse convertible laptop for, for, for large corporate organizations. Uh, the, 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 the studio, uh, the, the, the laptop studio is, looks phenomenal in terms of hardware. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at my credit card now. I'm thinking, oh, what's my balance, man? 
but uh, yeah, I, I, that that would be the machine to get if you are someone that really needs the horsepower and the creative capabilities. You know, if you're if you're an engine, if you're an aeronautics engineer, if you're a, a video editor, if you're a, someone who does you know any kind of design work. Uh, you know, desktop publishing, any of those 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 heavy duty workloads that require lots of memory and lots of horsepower. Yeah. Uh, you know, three D modeling, whatever. That's your box. There's Absolutely. your machine. Yeah, yeah. As for me, look, I love Microsoft Defense partly because I don't have to work like crazy to cover them. You know, we have a good team at ZDNet that covers Microsoft better than I can. So I get to sit back and kind of soak in what's being announced instead of trying to write as fast as possible. But I also love Microsoft Events because they do keep pushing the limits and the edge. Look, I didn't think we'd see a Duo 2. I respect Microsoft. I can't believe they did another one. For putting out a Duo 2 and trying to improve upon it with different cameras. And like I said, hopefully the software is there. The laptop studio, if the usability is there and that hinge is reliable and there's no issues, it's going to be a hit. I want to try out the Slim Pin 2. I think that's going to be fascinating to use. I have plenty of Surface devices around here that I can use it on. So I may just pick up one of those on the side to try out for myself. Uh, you know, and, and another thing I think is worth pointing out and talking about maybe down the road, we could do a show dedicated to this, but is the addition of Thunderbolt 4 to the Surface lineup and what that'll mean for not having to buy the studio dock anymore to yep. plug in an external monitor and faster transfer rates and all the stuff that goes into having Thunderbolt support finally in a Surface device, which I think is a huge deal uh, going forward in not having people spend a ton of money on the Surface dock itself. So uh, good on Microsoft for finally adding, finally getting Thunderbolt to where they liked it, I suppose, with their partnership through Intel and, and getting it there. So there's plenty of good coverage about the Microsoft event and the Surface announcements that we, we saw today from Microsoft. Everything we just talked about, plus some other stuff we didn't have time to mention, is currently available to order from Microsoft, and everything ships October 5th, the same day Windows 11 launches for all eligible devices. Yep. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out more of our work as well as all the Microsoft details you can find at ZDNet.com. 